Good evening, Patriots. And it is still Monday, March 21st in the year 2022. And welcome to Fishers of Men. You know, we are, I am feeling anyway, very much in a place where there's a, more and more like there's two worlds. This bifurcation that I've talked about so much. And it's an it's a weird place to be, I think, as people. And I think it's um, it's creating a, a strange sense of things because there's one side of us that is so accustomed to following the news and being consumed with drama. And there's another side now that truly feels like we're, at least I feel like we're walking in a place where we're literally breaking free from that and nothing of that other side can touch us. We're going to talk a bit about that tonight. Your health, your immune system, all these things that are so important are need to be maintained. And that's the origins of Expedition Coffee because it's a coffee designed for your health to give you that boost of energy each and every day that is also sustained over the day. And at the same time, boosts your immune system and helps enhance your mental clarity and focus. Expedition Coffee can be found at Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. And it's part of a whole health ecosystem of products, all of which were in part developed by Dr. Eric Naputi, who you all know, and as a way of healing and enhancing the immune system. And I don't take putting my own company's name on a brand of coffee lightly because it's not just coffee. This is something that I think is critical for our time and it's something I take or use enjoy every day and it's a product that is like I said is part of a collection of products that work together so the coffee sets the baseline expedition coffee then you have gut health which is a big issue for us as a nation and and that's where so much of our health problems originate from so the gut health triad helps cure that leaky gut and deal with other health issues in the gut and there, then you have Immune XP, which is an immune booster, which we all could use. And it's high in vitamin C. It's based on pine cone extract. And you have Earth, which is a nutrient powder. When you mix it with water, drink it like a shave, gives your whole body the nutrient base that you need. And then you have Pure 47, which is one of the most refined silver extracts on the market that can isolate most of the known pathogens in our body. All of these things work together to reestablish a strong and robust immune system that's giving you back your health sovereignty and helping you move through this time as we kind of detach ourselves from this biomedical crazy world we're in. So check it out, Expedition, X-P-E-D, expeditioncoffee.com. So this bifurcation, it's a strange thing. And I spoke about it a little bit last night, and I'm, I'm continuing to kind of float in this place mentally of... Where are we? Because last year, I can tell you, in fact, I was just on a call with the resistance chicks. And so I just want to temper a couple things here right now as I talk tonight. And we'll talk more about it throughout the week. But last year at this time was when Bard's Fest was kind of put on my plate. And that was literally God going, you're going to have Bard's Fest. We didn't call it Bard's Fest. We said we're going to have a festival. And if you recall the story last year, it was within a few weeks of this date. It might have even been this date last year. I don't remember. 
but I had gone, I had, someone had asked me in a Q&A on a Friday night if we were going to do a festival, a rally for, for Bars Nation. And I did this kind of perfect sliding answer of yes and no and kind of smirked at myself internally. It's like I just actually did the perfect political answer, the politician answer, which is it's a slimy answer. But I really didn't have an answer and I didn't want to give a yes or no either way because I wanted to leave the door open. And so I had dinner and then I came back to do this show. And it was like I got hit with a with God's hand right on the back of the head. And it's, and I, and I restarted the shot and I said, well, guess what? We're doing a festival. We didn't even know what it was called. And that's what God wants. And that's what we're going to do. Bars Fest was a really profound event and it, it accomplished, I think everything that we had hoped it would. And it brought together a lot of wonderful pieces and including the Ferris wheel, which was as symbolic as it was enjoyable. And as if you were there at Bards Fest or had a chance to w- watch Bards Fest online, then you know that it was truly a powerful event of revival. Four days, the first two days were pretty trying. We were we were we were skewing off course. And I I bring all this up tonight because this is kind of where I feel that I'm sitting again. And I, I want to share that. I want to share that day with you a little bit. We were in the first two days of the festival. We were literally running like crazy. We had set up this festival from remote. None of us, only one of us on the team had been on the site. And there was a lot of issues, as you recall, leading up in Bardsfest. And it was uh, even being, being deplatformed off our ticket site and then having to make a difficult decision of having to not go to the other location. We had to consolidate down to one location. So there was a series of announcements that were made that Bardsfest was canceled, the deplatforming, Uh, Everybody got their ticket money refunded. The other place, people got their ticket money refunded as well. So it all appeared that Bars Fest had just become a bust and it wasn't going to happen. And I can tell you very honestly, I was at my wit's end because this was something we'd committed to. There was a lot of commitments on a lot of levels. And I just, I prayed on it. And and the thing that I got back, I did not expect, which was you need to make it a donation-only event. And okay, so in the deplatforming process, we had been deplatformed. I got hold of our, our web designer and I said, I, I need a ticketing platform. Can you build one? And he says, I can put you, I can get you a ticketing platform probably in two days, which was stunning. I didn't know it was possible. And we did. We created our own ticketing platform that worked very, very well. We turned it into all donations and it was a massive success. And everything that was lost in our ticket sales, we, re, we reclaimed in less than four weeks, which was phenomenal. And we had an amazing turnout, especially for a, not only for a first-time event, but a number of things. It was in the middle of, the high, of a heat spell in St. Louis. It was in the center of the country, which wasn't exactly the easiest place to get to. It was not bad, but it wasn't the easiest. Um, we had a number of... We had other issues of just, you know, coordinations, hotels, this sort of thing. But everything came together. And the first two days, the first day, the setup day was pretty rough. We, we kind of got things going. And I arrived relatively late. I had intended to be there like a day, four or two days before. And just with the way that it was running for me, I didn't even leave and 
until Saturday or Sunday. And it, so it was a long drive out, and I was still doing work with all the connections we had. And that's just the way it comes together on these big festivals. This was a big festival. It was four days of an event. And so for a group of people to not have or having done a festival like Bards Fest and go from zero to four days of an event, it was a pretty spectacular success. The first day was a little chaotic. The um, We had some issues with one of the bands, actually two of the bands, in fact, and um, those were resolved literally by me just stepping in and, and praying with them, and it ended, and it was good. We had um, an indoor-outdoor problem we had to deal with because of weather and heat. So we got to Friday, and we start out Friday morning, and there was a a confusion with Mike Lindell. He was he was supposed to speak earlier in the day and in the evening, and somehow the schedules got screwed up. And when he wasn't on the schedule to speak at noon, he was supposed to be. So there was that crisis on top of a whole bunch of other crises which people don't even know about. We had a a VIP room that had we'd spent a full day setting up and um, the VIP room was suddenly shut down Thursday night by the fire marshal and don't ask me why but it was and we were given another room for our VIP room that was an absolute disaster. It ended up being one of the coolest VIP rooms you could ever imagine but it was a disaster. And this is Friday when Mike Lindell was arriving. And there was no VIP room. And the room that he was going to looked like like one of those barn sales. It was that bad. So fortunately, Mike went back to his hotel, got some rest. And um, that was, you know, I was on the phone with Mike's assistant to make sure everything was okay. And we had an awesome team. We just really did. And I came together and we sat and we said, okay, we need to get everybody down here and we need to just turn this place into something awesome because we could do it. And they did. They, they worked like crazy. The volunteers at Barge Fest were just um, amazing all the way around. And they took a room that was just cluttered with junk and filled with garbage and in literally two hours transformed it to be something that you could walk anybody from any Hollywood set onto that place and it looked and functioned that well. And so we're still kind of rocky, though. Things were kind of bumping along. And I think the real break came when Mike Lindell gave his talk because I hadn't even had a chance to talk to Mike yet. And this was, uh, he gave his talk. It was a lot of details of how to give his talk. And at the end of his talk, a rainbow broke out in the sky above Mike. And that was, I would say, the real turning point at Bart's Fest right there is when things started to, we started to shift the energy a bit. So Mike stayed. He was, he was on at 6, and he didn't leave until midnight. He stood outside for close to two hours shaking hands and talking to anybody that wanted to talk to him. He went inside and every media person in the media group that wanted an interview with Mike, he stayed until every single person got their interview. 
Now, if you ever wonder, I mean, this is just one of many, many reasons, but when you, if you ever wonder why I always promote my pillow, and that's just one of the many reasons. I got to know who Mike was. So I finally had a chance to talk to Mike after it was over, and we had a conversation. And you know, I apologize for the disruption. And he's like, no, he said, don't worry about it. He said, I had a chance to go back and get some sleep. It was good. And he said, and anyway, my plane broke down. So I'm here. So apparently God wants me to stay anyway. Well, as it turned out, Saturday ends up being the massive turn of events. So here's kind of where, how it begins. Because Mike wasn't going to, he was going to go to a meeting in Missouri. And he was going to fly away and then come back Saturday afternoon for a quick stop in on this meeting. But because his plane broke down, he stays the night. So that's a side story we'll come back to. But Saturday morning, I'm, I'm exhausted and I'm, I'm just grinding on the business stuff and the technical issues of VarsFest. And I get a text from the prayer team that was out there every morning at sunrise every morning praying and walking the space. And I get a text from the prayer team. And that was led, if you all know, that was led by Jennifer Renee, who made the 300 pots. And if you remember that, that was phenomenal. 300 handmade pots in the honor of Gideon, all of which were broken. And I get this text and it says, you have to repent. And I was like, what? And I'm like, and then the more text, it's like God is saying that you need to repent. This is what you're here for. And, and I, I've told this story many times, but it's really important to appreciate where we are. Because I, as I said, I think we're really as a nation, and I think that as a lot of us are walking on the Friday day, we're being very consumed right now in the preparations, which are necessary. We're, there's a lot of busyness. There's a feeling of separation from like there's one side of the world that's going crazy and very self-centered and talking about war and all this other stuff. And then there's this other side that we have our foot in, which is walking with God. And that's kind of Friday of Bard's Fest. And it was the rainbow and a few other things that kind of was a reminder to everybody. It's like, this is why you're here. So Saturday when I get this, I also get a scripture, which I have read probably a hundred times now. I'm going to read it right now. And that's Jeremiah 6.16. Thus says the Lord, stand by the ways and see and ask for the ancient paths where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. But they said, we will not walk in it. That scripture has grown to mean more and more and more every day ever since then. And I, I took a point of reading it every day after Bard's Fest for probably two or three months. I mean, on the show too. And it's really is a juncture right there. And it's a reminder of really the choices that we have to make. And it's really a choice, a very simple, is that we have to make a decision of whether we're going to walk in our mind with God, but walk with our heart somewhere else, or if we're really going to step in and put everything to God and say, that's it, let's go. And it's very easy right now to be tripped up in these spaces. It's not difficult at all. And I can tell you, I mean, I, I can feel myself almost moving between those two planes at certain points because it's very easy to get wrapped up with, what are we going to do tomorrow? What's the world going to look like? 
And all of that misses the point. Or, you know, do I have enough silver in the house or gold in the house? Do I, do I have enough cash out of the bank? Do, do I have enough food stocked up? All of that stuff has a functional importance that's very practical. But if we're just steady at what we're doing and listening to God, it will all be exactly what we need. And I think we all, I I can't speak for everybody. I will just speak for myself. I can tell you from my own sense that I've felt this pull between the two sides, that there is a real sense of wanting one way to be over-prepped because you know the storm is coming or on the other hand, just trusting in the rock of faith and doing as you're called and pulled to do, which is, a, I guarantee you, God, I mean, God has been pushing me to do certain things, all right, since I got back from Barsfest, and actually since before Barsfest, this last year, I was just compelled to do things, and I've listened, and as I sit and I look back over this past year, I'm like, wow, God, I didn't have to do it all at the last minute. I listened to what you said, and look at where we are and how well. We're sitting, and that, that's a beautiful place to be. So I, I go back to Saturday morning because I had no idea what to do at this point. The schedule was set, and in my mind, I'm asking myself, well, how are we going to change the schedule? What do you want me to do? I can't do this. I can't change the course of events. And it was I felt like Bard's Fest was slipping away, and it was a very heavy, heavy feeling that morning that literally brought me to my knees in tears because, and I'm not exaggerating on any of that. And that was as I get this six o'clock text and I'm like, I reach for my, my Bible and then my Bible's not there. And that's the moment that just really, really broke me because I realized that a festival that we had talked about having for a revival Over three days, I had not even looked at my Bible. And that's what it was all about. And I just, I remember I picked up the phone and I I texted down to the team. And our great mod, MSN, who we know here, found it, found the Bible. I had left it out on the stage. And I didn't even remember doing that. And the team was fantastic, as always, and making sure they had that ready for me. And I just jumped in the, I took my shower, got dressed fast, jumped in the Jeep, and headed out. I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew what God had said, that we had to repent. This is one of these times when if you don't trust, you fall. And I did trust. And it became so unbelievably clear what had to happen. And I walked in with, it was just like God lit a fire of repentance underneath me. And I went through and I grabbed people and I, you all know Brad Cummings and I got hold of Brad and he was, he was hanging out at the VIP room. And I said, Brad, I have a mission. He said, what is it, Scott? I said, I need you to get every one of these speakers to start changing the orientation of their speeches. This is about God, not about themselves. And he says, I'm on it. And I just walked through and found key people all the way through there and and told them the same thing. Some responded, some didn't. And then I took the stage and 
that was it. That was the beginning is when things started to change for me. And I think it changed the whole nature of the festival. And it was, we started that morning with a major prayer and repentance. And the thing is, everybody joined. There was a couple hundred, 300 people there that morning when we first started. And we all got in a circle and we held hands. See, and we all got on our knees and we repented for the nation. The real reminder here is how quickly we lose focus on the most important thing and it's very subtle and it's the subtle shifts that take us away from God. It's not that Bards Fest started out with bad intentions. It wasn't that it had any bad intentions. It's that as we got wrapped up in all the affairs of business and all the affairs of details and the stress of getting people on stage and doing this or that, the subtle shift, and this is exactly how Satan works. He just, just It's just like half a degree off a target. But half a degree off a target at 1,000 meters is like 100 meters, okay? That's a lot of distance. So over four days, a half, a half a degree off on target ends up missing it massively. And we had to get it back on target. And we did. And the beautiful thing is that it flowed like water. Didn't have to change the schedule orientation. Just had to change the orientation of how our mindset was and what we were willing to commit to. So we are really at that point, I think, as a nation. But I also just want to tie in with, because I've had some people ask about Bards Fest. And this is where we are, okay? Um, we're working. We are. Our goal is to have something that will be a festival by the end of summer about the same time. I, I can't give you more information because there's just... What I've realized is I'm looking, again, I've been looking at the business and not listening to God. Bards Fest is going to be, in each year, what I can tell you is it's going to take on a unique form. I don't know what it's going to look like yet. There's a lot of things that are being put on my heart. I had an amazing and just a great call, like I said before this, with Resistance Chicks, and I'm blessed to have their friendship and it is just one of these things that there has to be a lot of prayers. So this is what I'm asking tonight. Pray on it. And let's make this a nation's response to this. This isn't about me. And it's not, uh, excuse me, it's not about God. It's not about us. It's about God. And that's what we all need to be doing. There are a lot of things up, up in the air right now. And it's uh, very, it's a fantastic time to be alive. But we really need to hear the heart of what God wants from us, not what we want for us. Bards Fest, in its first iteration, is, is, will be as memorable as every other iteration out there. I don't know if we're going to do it 
I just don't know how it's going to come together. And it's okay. So for those that are eager and want to make plans, there's going to be plenty of time. But we need to pray on it as Bard's Nation because that's what Bard's Fest gave us. It gave us Bard's Nation. God did that. So let's start being Bard's Nation. Let's start literally praying as Bard's Nation. So we can do this. <laughs> Someone says, my mic doesn't like tears. I don't think it does, but that's okay. God likes tears, and I'm okay with it. One thing you'll always know about me is I'm transparent, and I'll wear my emotions on my sleeve. So we need to open our hearts up and pray. Because it's not just about Bart's Fest. This is about where we all are. And I can say this with some comfort. And I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to act like I know it all because we're, but I think we're all sharing the same place. And I think we can agree that we're pretty close, that we're all kind of moving in and out of this intimacy with Father and stumbling back into the concerns for the immediate. But here's what we do know always. And God's told us a few times, like over 300 times in, in Scripture, fear not. And it's not that we're openly fearful. And I, this is something I, I don't like about the word fear, nor do I like the word love. And, and I'm going to, as we know, when we're talking love, we're talking something profound like agape love. That's what Christ walked with. And my way of explaining that is always if to understand agape love is berating the Pharisees and flipping tables and giving the Sermon on the Mount and breaking bread and and having fish for the whole crowd. That's to me, that sums up agape love. And the ultimate act of agape love is sacrificing, being sacrificed for all of us. Fear is another one of these things. It's a very strange emotion. Fear is takes many forms. As a fear not, to me it's pretty simple. When we start to have that framework of fearing, it means we're not trusting in God. When we step away from the trust in God, we're moving into that place of trying to take on the world by ourselves, And we're doing that because we are in some way driven to try to worry and have anxiety, whatever else comes with that. When we lean into God, that's truly no fear. That is truly living without fear because we don't worry. Now, the extreme of that would be, okay, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to sit back. I'm going to wait for the skies to open and pour down mana. And I, I just don't go there because I don't think that's what we're called to do right now because I think there's too many people at stake. If it's just me and I'm walking in the wilderness then maybe that's that could I could see that being real. But when we're talking about us as a remnant, as a Bard's nation, we have a responsibility to the many others that God wants us to lead. As we did with Bard's Fest, God wants us to lead, I believe, the many that are seeking. So we're in that kind of 
middle space. And it's easy to bounce back and forth between the concerns for tomorrow and the comfort of trust in Father. Ultimately, we always stay in the trust with Father. Hopefully. But if we, when we deviate from that, we get a bit disconnected. And the disconnect is, if you've been walking in that place with with Jesus and, and listening to Father and you walk that place, that intimacy, that disconnect is pretty cold. It's it's rough. It feels like I don't know if how much if who's done a lot of woodwork. I I used to, I have done a lot of woodwork in my life, and big construction to custom work, etc. But it's it's like that difference between that rough cut piece of wood when you run your hand over it and you can get slivers, versus that piece of wood that's been finished and you've you've hand rubbed it with tongue oil. And you've done many layers of hand rubbing with tongue oil. And it's got that satin English finish that is just so perfect on your hand. It makes you, it feels like it wants to melt in your hand. That's as close as I can come to the description of walking in the, in the arms of Father. And the other, that coarseness where we run our hands down that wood and you get a sliver. That's kind of what this other world is like when we're in our head thinking we're walking with in our relationship with Christ. And instead we're walking very much like hard pounding feet on this, on the pavement. It's easy to fall out of these in and out of this right now, because that's that middle ground we're in. Our prayers are really the center point. And when everything else around you seems a little bit crazy, we just have to kind of put it all aside and not worry. Sadly, a lot of what's being taught in pulpits and has been taught for years is this indoctrination into the end of the world stuff. And I, I kind of, I've, you know my position on that if you've listened to me at all. And it's I reject it because it's just we're not even supposed to worry about it anyway. And if we're walking in that true connection with God, there is nothing to worry about. There's no fear. And it's just what it is. We're just walking peacefully with where he wants us to go. So we're all kind of at the Friday. I think our nation sits at the Friday of Bard's Fest. We're probably past the chaotic morning. I think March has pretty much been that chaotic morning with the VIP room. It was a mess. And we all have a choice to make now. And this is how I would describe where I see we're going. We can choose to come together in our many different forms and do what seemed to be the impossible. If you had seen this room that we had, which was the size of a large, a medium-sized store, because it was in a mall, a vacated mall where Bart's Fest was, about the size of a, I'm trying to think of a store everybody would know. Like, I don't know. I, it, it doesn't matter. Like, like a shoe store size place. Or a gap. There's another one. Like a gap size store. We were, to look at that, the, the stuff that was piled in there, junk, 
And to see what happened in two hours was amazing. That happened because people came together. They trusted each other. There was no plan specifically other than some conversations about how we could utilize things. And each person used their vision with another and they moved things around and started getting to work. And amazing things happened. That's how we can become. And what would seem like the impossible hill to climb. A morning that I really thought we were going to have Mike Lindell completely pissed off, which was a big deal because he was a headliner for that day. Oh, I forgot to tell you that part of the story. You see, we went through that whole day. The VIP room got all turned out to be great. Mike had an amazing speech. The rainbow broke out over him. Dr. Frank, who was has been doing the audits, was thrilled to learn how we had solved the security problem for people by badging people in the way that we were badging them. Made a point of sharing that with Mike because they had just had the cyber symposium and they had had that troll from one of the media places fake a badge and get inside. Mike's plane broke down. Mike, yet, Mike got to stay the whole night. His comment was, it was one of the best, it was not one of, it was the best rally he'd ever been to. And the next day, yeah, God worked some pretty amazing things because he was, his plane broke down. While we went on with Bard's Fest, he went to that meeting that he wasn't going to go to till the very end. That was a meeting of the county commissioners. That was a meeting of everybody coming together and deciding to do an audit. And when they came up for the budget, which was huge, in the millions, to get it done, because Mike was there, because he had listened to the whole thing, as they were trying to figure out where they were going to get the money to do the canvassing on two counties, Mike wrote the check. I'm not exaggerating. He wrote it. And all that happened because of Bard's Fest, because God broke his plane down, because ultimately we all did the right thing. When we closed Bard's Fest, I was doing my final closeout talk. Jill Kahanick was playing the final tune. And I heard a gasp in the audience, not just in the audience, like the whole audience gasped. And I remember telling myself very clearly, stay focused. I was tired, really tired. And I had remembered praying before I went on stage and asked God just to give me the strength to get through that last talk because I was that tired. And I heard the gasp and I took a pause in my head and just said, finish what you have to finish. Don't look. So I did. I wrapped up the final words and I looked up and I could see now why there was a gasp in the middle of a blue sky with just a whisper of a cloud, a rainbow had broken out as if it was like the end of a rainbow coming down from heaven. What was really amazing is it didn't just catch the people at Bard's Fest. 
the owner, Dan, was there. He just couldn't stop talking about it. He'd never seen anything like that. And all the guys that were the backstage guys for the musicians, I don't think many of them were even, they weren't very openly faithful, let's put it that way. They couldn't believe what they saw. They hadn't said a word the whole week, the whole five days, and yet they couldn't stop talking about it. I think we got our answer. And our answer was God giving us the thumbs up. We did okay. So we're going to do it again in one form or another. And it's going to be another great event, whatever form it takes, whatever God calls. But the most important part and the most important lesson in all of it is that this is God's event and we just need to listen. And this is God's world and we just need to listen because he has a lot for us to do. But it's not us, it's him. And when we get that right, all of this concern about what's going to happen next, it's all going to make sense. And it's not going to be what we thought. It's not going to happen the way we can imagine. And if we really do it right, and God is, and we're really in sync with God, I'm not even sure we're going to have a tenth of the drama we think we will. You know, the one thing about God that's pretty amazing, we always think in terms of good and bad. There's no doubt there's justice and there is wrath. But God doesn't want to lose anybody. And when it's God's way, it's, it's always better than we can imagine and it's always different than we could have dreamed. Our world is binary. It's one and a zero, black and white. God's world is infinite. And if there's one thing I learned last year, it's that just listen and obey because in the end, all things are possible through him. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you this evening for just being here. And Jesus, thank you for just being here, reminding us of the most important piece about this all, just to trust, to trust in you, to put aside our anxieties, to put aside whatever forms of mental gymnastics we're doing over things that we can't immediately control, most of which has been fabricated for the sole purpose of controlling our minds. Let us listen to our hearts. Let us hear you, Father. Jesus, just walk with us. Just be with us. And guide us in this in this path as we are moving ahead this path that at times gets a little difficult to follow this path that at times gets a little narrow this path at times that we do tend to slip and slide but our hearts are pure 
And we need a little reminder once in a while. We need to be reminded of the ancient paths. We need a rainbow, even if it's just the tail of one. And when, do, when we get that, we just run. And we'll run as far and as fast as you want. And we'll run anyway. We just don't want to run off course. So, Father, we're here. And we're just asking for just a little clarity on each of our steps right now. In a lot of noise and confusion, as we lean into you harder, forgive us for those times we step aside. And let us just remember, be reminded if we have to. Sometimes maybe that's a little tap on the shoulder or a smack upside the head, but sometimes we got to be reminded that you're there. Thank you, Father. Jesus, thank you for all you've done and give. We say these things in Christ's name. Amen. Yeah, this is an interesting time. Thanks for hearing it tonight. We've got a pretty cool journey ahead of us. We're remaking the world. And I don't know of any bigger and better task that one could be given. So keep your head up. Keep your eyes forward. Never bow. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Because we're fighting with God. And we're on the rock of faith. And he's with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, he's going to win. But we're here. In this time in this place for such a time as this. We're occupying the land. We're expanding the kingdom. Let's keep that mission forward. Have a blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow afternoon for Bended Knee. Until then or until the next time. God bless. Good night. Thank you. And out for now. All this time we had to prove that we could stand here too All the nights been pushing through, fight for all we had to lose Reaching out for something to pull us up to the level ground Oh, I can see it now, I can see it now Broken dream Fit.
found Reaching through somehow Oh, you're an island when the world is too loud When the seasons change I know the space between us will stay the same Resting on this faith When your soul answers calls far away Safe place to hide from the rain. 